It's time for another uh, edition of the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News. Listen, we're super late. Sorry. It's supposed to be for Monday. Here it is Friday. Because uh, of stuff and things, it's uh, Articles of News for the week of the 22nd of October. It's me, Richie T, and I'm joined by Robin the Red. Hello. Hello, Is Richie. that okay that I call you that? Yes, because I was the one who started it. Well, so. okay. <laughs> so I just want to make sure, as we'll talk later in the uh, actual Articles of News about bullying or hazing, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't perpetuating a thing. No, you're not not but are we siblings because i have red hair too um i mean we're all siblings technically right i know but you and and um store edge are brother oh so you want in on the steward edge and uh, i I have to be your sibling too come on i have red hair uh, yeah okay we'll let you in but you're you're the younger sister that we have to protect but like that sometimes we're like i don't want to hang out with her but you have to tease me a lot. Yeah, we have to tease you, right? But, okay. But like deep at the heart, like we love you just like we love anyone. Sweet. But like we wouldn't, we can't show that. And Does you have that to make bo- sense? You have to like beat up anyone who tries yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we protect you. But then also <laughs> like if you hang out with us, we're like kind of mean. But then like when you really need us in, the, in like the heat of it, we're like your biggest defenders. Does that Sweet. make sense? Yes. Have I defined I, our relationship I'll perfectly? Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak for Stuart though. I got to call Stuart Edge, my brother, later today and make sure sure he's on board okay sounds good uh robin the red is the one if you follow us on facebook who has taken up the uh the mantle of the question of the day or the post of the day because it's not always a question uh so thank you for being here and and uh, doing doing a little hosting duties of course i'm excited uh nervous a little a little nervous yeah but I think we'll be good. Yeah, I think we'll be just fine. Uh, talk a little bit about how you think the post of the day is doing. I love it. Um, I think it's going well. I, I'm i excited to interact with people. Like, I love people's comments and, like, perspectives because sometimes they're different than mine. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. But, yeah. But I I enjoy looking up things on Instagram and and all that stuff um, to try and find things I and I think about questions all the time, so I'll, it'll take a while before I run out. <laughs> yeah. People can also uh, send us, if you have questions, contact at theculturalhall.com. I'll get it to Robin. Um, and we'll give you a shout out for the question or yeah. the post or whatever whatever you want to do. We'll say, hey, this is courtesy of... Whoever you are. Yes. Uh, I also love, too, that you jump back in later in the day because I'm the one who posts all of the news stories. And unless it gets super out of hand, like people kind of trolling each other or flaming stuff up, I'll kind of just let those posts lie. But you get back in on those question of the day and you're like, oh, hey, thanks for this. Or I had noticed this. Or I mean, you have that. You provide that interaction, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I try to with certain things. There are a few that I let lie because I feel like people do have a right to their own opinion. Sure. So I'm just like, okay, I'll let that yeah. go because that could be a fight. And yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't, I like, you know, I like letting people have their own thoughts and things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's one of the things that I love because for the most part, I would say 99 and a half percent of the time uh, with the comments and stuff on the Cultural Hall's Facebook page and Twitter for that matter. And even here in this room, as we record this, uh, allow people the opportunity to be able to say whatever, so long as it's at least on some level respectful there are only a few people that over the the seven plus years that we've been doing this that i've had to block 
um, mm-hmm. or that we've had to edit things out of anything or, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's I good. think that's awesome. Tell people, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but just because you are a new voice, yes. uh, tell people a little bit about you, how you came to the cultural hall, all that stuff. Okay. So I am from Utah. I've been here for a while, a long while. Yeah. I'll just say that. Forever. I'm younger than Richie, though. Oh, thanks. Yeah, toss that. Not, not thanks, by much. Sis. Not by much, but yeah. I am younger. Um, and I served a mission in California, San Jose, which you all found out, and I think it confused some people. Yeah. Thinking that Richie's posting? Why did he? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, How'd you like San Jose? I loved it. Like, I was like you. I opened the call and I was like, meh, meh. Yeah. Great. Just like, but then I'm like, because I prayed and I'm like, like I said in my post, I prayed and said, Heavenly Father, where, you know, send me to these places. This is what I want. Because yeah. the institute teacher like, be specific in your prayers. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be specific. Yeah. So I did it. And then I got California San Jose. I'm like, man. But then when I got out there. Did you not there, hear my specific prayers? Because I did it. I did the way I was supposed to. Right? Well, and then I got there. And I'm like, whoa. Because I wanted to, you know, have a foreign experience. I did. Like, mm-hmm. it was very culture. Like, I had so many cultures. I had four companions from four different places in the world. Oh, cool. Russia, Armenia, um, Hong Kong, and um, Cambodia. Wow. No, not Cambodia. Sorry. We had Cambodia sisters. Mongolia. Mongolia. Wow. Yeah. We had missionaries from all over the world because we have people from all over the world. And I prayed that I had mission president, my whole mission, the same one, because I didn't want to have the... The exchange, but you yes. did you get that? Did you get that first one? transfer? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, I was awesome. in the first transfer group. Nice. Uh, so they you. just tra- like I got the old mission president's information, but it was a new mission president. But well, overall, how was it? It was gr- like challenging. I didn't have any bowling. <laughs> That's good. We'll talk about that coming up. Spoiler. Uh, yes, but um, but yeah, overall it was really good. It helped me learn a lot about myself and like you what. Know, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think just like how I dealt with things and how, like, like you weren't dealing with things before and now you know how to deal with them or you put yourself was, to them or what do you mean? But, um, like I can go back to those times and say, okay, I wasn't dealing with those things the way I should have okay. in that time and like learn how to be a better person. Cause I mean, in the, in the mission, you kind of do things and you're, you're trying your best and all this stuff, but it's sometimes after the fact that you really learn, continue to learn yeah. on your mission. Yeah. Um, I actually have a mission companion that I still am in a lot of contact with. So that was a great, um, great relationship to have. Cool. And other relationships. I mean, it's like your family, like your Insta family yeah. as a missionary. You, you join in with it real quick. I it, So it's been interesting um, trying to combine all my stuff from all of the places that I've lived in the last few years. Because after the divorce, I had yeah. some stuff that went to my brothers and some stuff that went to my dad's and trying to combine it all again in one place. And and one of the things that I've sort of inherited from all that movement and com, uh, combination of all my stuff is uh, a sack of my letters to... Um, 
to my grandparents. I think it's to my grandparents. Maybe it's to my dad, but uh, of my mission letters, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've gone through and have started reading them. My girlfriend thinks it's pretty funny because of oh, the I'm way sure. that I write uh, <laughs> and what I write about. And the, and it's uh, it's funny because as I read the letters out loud, I remember vividly those experiences. And in some cases, the experiences I haven't remember you know remembered or had to my mm-hmm. mind for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, but but it's also interesting as as I read the way that I um I don't want to say that I wasn't being truthful, but the way that I just was like things are great, you know, just you know, out in the field and harvesting and all this stuff. But and you I, know what's behind all of yeah, that. Yeah, and I just remember being like <laughs> no, I remember this. I hated my companion at this time. This was the time our bikes had been stolen and we had to move apartments in the middle of the winter time and all these things and and so it's funny to me as I've tried to be um you know, w- without being what negative or complainy to be more sort of true to my experience in the way that certainly here in the pod in the uh, show available in podcast form but in lots of parts of my life to be like listen I'm a positive person and I have hope that this will be okay but yes. you should also know that in this time and in this experience this really stinks right now exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, so it's funny. It's like, all is well. Like, I read these letters, and it's like, all was not well. You're like, here's the behind the scenes, yeah. girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. of what really was happening. So I said things are great, and what I meant was that was I when I- I hated my companion, yeah. and That was when I cried on the bathroom floor. I remember doing that. That was right after I peed myself. However, <laughs> uh, that is actually true, by the way. I also found out um, that- uh, the um, one of the towns that I served in had a bowling alley that is apparently like the most haunted place in the entire United States. And oh man, didn't get to go. No, well, <laughs> here's the thing: I am not positive, but I am ninety percent sure that the bowling alley that my companion wouldn't let me go in to go use the bathroom just moments before I peed myself was the most haunted bowling alley in the oh, entire no. or the most haunted place in the entire United States. Say we're missionaries. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he he wouldn't it, it's a it's a ridiculous story and maybe we'll get into it some with the the bullying which we've teased, but I had a companion who was so self righteous he's like, I'm not going into that place. And I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I you know, context for it, I'd also had some bladder issues. Oh. So it wasn't just like I've gotta go. It was like I have You're an like illness. I can't hold it. <laughs> yeah, I need to go and he's like, nope, I'm not going and because I was trying to be obedient and not be apart from my companion, I was like, well, I guess I can make it home. So tell us that you actually like baptized somebody for that obedience. Well, <laughs> I baptized the floor of my bathroom completely in immersion because I just let it go before. It, it's really, that's how that story ends. I made it to my apartment. I made it up the stairs. I made it to the toilet and I couldn't get prepared to go into the toilet quick enough and just my suit pants, the floor of the bathroom. And then once you, once you started, you can't stop. Yep. So. That's what happened. Mission stories, yay! Yeah. Uh, hey, we had our claim to fame, you know. So in San Jose, claim to fame. One of them is we have Martinelli's. Okay. So when you look at the back of Martinelli's, uh-huh. it says 
the Pajaro Valley. Uh-huh. That is Watsonville, California, people. Watsonville. Yeah, woo woo. And also we have strawberries from Salinas and Watsonville, which is also my mission. Okay. And raspberries. Okay. But one of our biggest ones is there's a video actually on YouTube. A lot of people have had it and a lot of missions have actually showed it since. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Small and Simple Things. Okay. It shows um, a guy who... Or they do a video of a kid who um, is given a Book of Mormon uh-huh. and like how he kind of rejects it at first and then he finds it and is able to read it and get baptized and, and all that kind of thing. It's really good. It's That's on YouTube. Cool. And then, um, then they had a second part where they had people who had come into the church, talk about what it was that brought them into the church, helping with member missionary work. That was the whole purpose, is helping us transition from tracting to member missionary work. That's cool. But yeah, so a lot of people have, and they put their name as the mission that did it. It's like, that was actually us. Yeah. You know what... You know what you should do? What would be a great question of the week is what was the claim to fame for your mission? That is a great question. And I will credit you. (laughs) Thank you very much. I think about mine and I'm always such a snooty jerk about (laughs) mine. I'm like, mine, you know, more sections of the Doctrine and Covenants and God and Jesus came to my mission more than anywhere else that they've ever come. But no big deal. I'm sure your mission was cool. Well, don't forget Joseph Smith also like selected you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that too, right? So, I mean, no big deal. I mean, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure your mission Let's take a break real quick, and uh, when we come back, we'll do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about bestdjinutah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, Whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. 
Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And here we go. Uh, I should mention at this point, too, thank you to uh, everyone who is a Patreon subscriber of uh, the Cultural Hall. Uh, you get to be a part of that secret group. Robin's not a part of the secret group because she's I not know, a Patreon subscriber. I know. Uh, we have some fun conversations in there. And uh, we're looking, uh, as we kind of come toward the end of 2018 and also closing in on on our 300th episode uh, with Patreon subscribers making special content available only Sweet. for Patreon subscribers. So we'll see what that looks like and what that is. And and when I'll, I'll let everyone know when we've started that. But in the meantime, you can go to patreon.com slash the cultural hall and throw some money our way if you would like. Uh, also, you might have gotten me by that. What's that? The extra content. That, maybe I'll that get you that way. That might have hooked me. Okay. All right. And maybe others too. And that's why we've sort of been talking about that. Uh, also, uh, if you listen, uh, you listen in the uh, Apple Podcasts or the Google Play, wherever you get you these podcasts, leave a review. Take a second. This show is great because it's not a podcast. It's a show. Whatever you want to do, doesn't matter. Uh, you can do that, and that helps people find us. And then finally, if you listen to uh, either the Throwback Thursday episodes that Robin posts, yes. uh, or you have a favorite episode, take a second. It helps uh, expose the cultural hall to friends and to other folks who may not have ever heard of us, which is surprising for how long we've been around, but maybe they've never heard. Well, just like the church, you know, it's been around a long time, but there are still people who have not heard of us. Exactly. So do your missionary work for the Cultural Hall. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias at the Cultural Hall. Now, let's get to it. Uh, I have a lot of quick mentions. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth going to be the uh, the uh, with the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, the Tabcats. Um, that's going to be the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, tickets were free and gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. But be be friends with uh, with people that you know who have tickets because inevitably I've been able to go every year from someone who said we had an extra ticket we had two extra tickets so and so can't go so and so is sick. They also uh, have standby if you're in Utah oh, if or you, close. Like a lot of times they have a lot of space if you're willing to stand out in the cold. Yeah. A lot of times you can still get in. Have you done that before? I haven't done that, but I've heard people doing that. So rumors. No, like Urban, legitimate. Mormon. Legitimate people I've met who've actually done it. Uh, for people who don't know who Kristen Chenoweth is, she's most people know her from Wicked. Yeah. Uh, she performed at BYU last year or so. Uh, she's itty bitty. 
and she's uh, Glenda, by the way, and amazingly talented, <laughs> and, and and cute. Not that oh, that yeah. matters, but she is cute. She was on Glee. That's the thing that I uh, that I love her for. She played an alcoholic on Glee. <laughs> uh, there's this. Do you ever watch the 90 Day Fiance? I don't, but I did see your post. Uh, 90 Day Fiance. Uh, there is a guy by the name of Kalani uh, and Asulu. Uh, Asulu is um, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and so you will uh, you will suspect that that will come up sometime during the run of the show. It already has because she said, "quote." Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Kalani is the woman and Asulu is the gentleman. Uh, Kalani was a virgin and she said, in the Mormon faith, you're taught that you don't have sex before you're married, but now they have a child together. Um, you so you'll see that played out on 90 Day Fiance. And to those people, we posted that on social media and people said, yeah. whose business is it? It's not yours. And I say, yeah, yeah, you're right. It isn't our business, but it happens to be Latter-day Saint related. It's true. So I didn't it. read the article, so I didn't want to, you know, comment one way or another. I'm glad that she did at least say, hey, this is something we're taught not to do. Right. That's great that, you know, that was at least mentioned, you know, yeah. that and that we all make choices. Right. And it's not like everyone's like, we uh, can't believe. No. I mean, it just, it's, it will be, um, as it's been in the past, there's been a few Latter-day Saints on 90 Day Fiance over the seasons. Yeah. Uh, It will be something that you will see on the big screen. And that's why we shared it. I I attach no shame or bullying or anything like that, but just... This person is a Latter-day Saint. They will be on TV. If that is a thing that you would like to watch and connect together, do that. And if you don't, well, then don't. Then move along. Well, just my my concern was, like, making sure that people understand that (laughs) that's not what we are taught. And so I'm grateful that they did mention, hey, this is not what we're taught, but... Uh, and then this, if you remember from a couple months ago, I had the opportunity to meet member of the church, Jabari Parker, uh, when I embarrassingly, oh my gosh, what a train wreck. I still think about that. There's a- uh, It's great uh, to listen to. <laughs> thanks. A few things that uh, people should know about Jabari Parker. He now plays for the Chicago Bulls. He is an active member of the church, and that's actually one of these five things. You should know that- uh, that he is a member of the church. Um, his faith has been a comfort for him as he has battled both injuries and everyday challenges. He says, quote, it's the biggest thing that helps me every day. And regardless of if I was hurt or not, I've got to make sure that I always worship and give God thanks because anything can happen at any moment in time. So you have to stay true. So that's one thing. couple other interesting things about him since we're on this topic. Uh, he went to the same high school as Derek Rose, who also played for the Chicago Bulls. His dad, Sonny Parker, uh, also played in the NBA. And uh, Jabari is named after Muhammad Ali. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, Jabari Parker has a passion for classic cars. There's a cool picture, if you find the article at theculturalhall.com, of him with uh, this really awesome, I think it's pink or pinkish Cadillac. Okay. Not like bright pink, not like your Mary a Kay light pink. pink. Yeah. Uh, and he says this about this, and I, and I, I want to share this because I thought it was interesting. He says, new cars don't have the same feel. They don't have a story old cars have something to say. With an old car, you have to be extra observant about everything. You have to listen and pay attention. How the engine sounds, where the oil levels are at. If it's hot, 
If it's running hot, all of that stuff, you got to be tuned in, and I like that. New car, new cars to me just feel like plain sheets of metal. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, he rented out an entire movie theater to take Milwaukee kids to the movie Black Panther. Aww. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Now, you've got a Taylor Swift story, yeah? I do have a Taylor Swift story. A Latter-day Saint Taylor Swift story. She's joining the church. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. No. No, that's not. Um, So there was a young woman. um, I don't remember if it says her name. But um, her family was going through a difficult time where her mother has been in a coma for a either two or three years, mm-hmm. three years. And her dad is taking care of her mom full time. Sadie is her name. And um, so he's taking full time care of her. So financially they're very strapped. Um, and she tries her best to help her mom and everything like that. But she's a huge, she's uber Taylor Swift fan. A Swifty, please. Yes. She is a Swifty. She is definitely, I would say, like if there's a, a top tier of Swifty, yeah. this girl <laughs> She's is an it. uber Swifty. Yes. Which now it just sounds like nonsensical words we're combining exactly. together, right? <laughs> um, and so she decided, you know, with all the stress of, of the financial and everything to put it out to her Swifty friends and mm-hmm. everything. It's like, hey, my family's going through this hard time. If you could donate to this GoFundMe, please do. And she gets um, a 15,500 donation from Taylor Swift. And it says from Taylor Swift, Olivia, or from Taylor, Olivia, and... and Meredith, right? Yes. I couldn't remember other cat's name. Yeah, Meredith and Meredith Olivia Swift. are the cats. Yes. <laughs> she has two cats, so... She said from all of them that she donated this money and she was super excited because she says through a lot of the hard times in her life, um, Taylor has been there for her. It's pretty cool. I don't always have respect for, you know, rock stars and stuff yeah. like that, but Taylor Swift, I mean, 15,500 is a drop in a bucket to Taylor Swift, yes. right? Yes. If even a drop. It's like half of a droplet of maybe some moisture that somebody prayed for But imagine for how many people, she does this all yeah. the time. And, and that's so what I was going to say. She is constantly helping people out and doing really personal things, which I think is... Uh, and that's always, like, she would even send, like, she had, I don't know if she still does this, but she had stationery where she'd uh-huh. still write letters and things to people she's very personal with her fans and that's that's one thing that i find very awesome and that was able to benefit some members of our church so maybe maybe the missionaries one day will knock on her door and say i know she at least knows one member oh really who um i have a friend whose name is joe lake he used to be the president of the children's miracle network so they've so you know that she knows (laughs) joe that's awesome i do you're like no 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 listen i know she knows at least one member of the church i'm sure she knows more than one but (laughs) have you seen jane and emma yet the movie i have not Uh, i need to that's all right i'm going to tell you 12 things that you need to know before you see the movie that's what you've been waiting for exactly i needed i needed my list and now you can go everybody loves lists uh if you are in the intermountain west uh likely jane and emma will leave theaters here pretty quick so you're gonna want to make sure and and get out and and, uh, check it out rave reviews and we've shared some cool interviews on the cultural house facebook page i just want to own it 
Yeah, you'll that's be able my to. Thing. That's my thing is like, I'd rather just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> in my pajamas with exactly. a big bowl of popcorn. Some ice cream. My cats, Meredith and Olivia. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here were the, these, these things. Um, number one, Joseph Smith was the mayor of Nauvoo at the time of his death. Yes. I did not know that. I did. I did not know that. And I'm, I have another I'm embarrassed. thing that I know about him. He actually... Are you going to take another one of my lists away? No, no, no. I don't okay. think so. Okay. This is about Joseph specifically. Okay. So he they, they had a, a order, or I can't remember what they called it, of Nauvoo mm-hmm. that they'd done. And because of the rank he was in the military... Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but he would have been the highest ranking um, military man in the United States if he was still alive when the Spanish-American War really? was... Really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, we'll have to flesh that out so I know exactly... I, I think it was... Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. No, that's we can not ask my... our history guy. Yeah. Our Mormon Russ. history guy. Uh, number two, Joseph and Hiram's bodies were returned to Nauvoo the day after they were killed. Yes. That's depicted in the film, so we know that. Uh, number three, a funeral with decoy caskets was held after the viewing. Yes. I did know that. Uh, now, these are a couple about Jane Manning James, who is okay. uh, featured prominently in Jane and Emma. Yes. She's the Jane of Jane and Emma. Uh, number four on this list, Jane Manning was born free. She was never a slave. Okay. Uh, number five, the Manning family was traveling with a group of saints from their branch when they were denied passage on the canal boat. That's actually depicted within the film. Spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, number six, Jane's family was almost imprisoned in Illinois also mentioned. Hmm. Uh, Number seven, Jane lived with Brigham Young's family between the martyrdom and the exodus. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That doesn't, uh, you don't see that time period because it's literally just the day after the martyrdom, but it's an interesting fact about Mm -hmm. Jane Manning James. Jane was able to do baptisms for the dead for some of her family in the temple. Okay. That was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, Number nine, and you see this depicted, Emma of Jane and Emma. Uh, asked Joseph to turn himself in at Carthage. Yes, I knew that one. Uh, number 10, Emily and Eliza Partridge had been hired on by Emma to take care of their newborn son, Don Carlos. Okay. Number 11, William Clayton was a factory clerk who was called to be a counselor to President Joseph Fielding in the Preston English Mission in 1838. And then number 12, the Nauvoo Mansion House was meant to house many people. And those are 12 things you should know before seeing yeah. Jane and Emma. Well, that's one thing I always think about. Um, that Emma was racked with guilt knowing that, because she wrote a letter to him mm-hmm. thinking that I killed my husband. Sure. Which she didn't, obviously. Well, no, but, but I mean... But like, the fact that she asked him to be turned in and then that was, or turned yes. himself in and well, then that he was wasn't, he was she wasn't the only one, but but yeah. Because of the violence that would in, be incurred on the people in Nauvoo, it was just like, please turn yourself in. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the martyrdom occurs. Uh, you had another story. I did. Hit um, me with it. We're going to go with Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah. I thought this was fascinating, and I didn't actually see this, so please. I watched the, um, the video of it, but... They have a relationship expert named um, Troy Dunn. Okay. Who, that sounds awfully Mormon or yes. Latter-day Saint. You look at his picture and he's 
Oh, yeah. No, he, <laughs> yes, he is. Um, they had a father and son who were having issues because the son decided he didn't want to be a member any longer. How lo- how old a kid? He looked pretty old. Okay. Like, so, like, a, 20s adult. or 30s, he's an, right? He's at least, thir- you know, he's an adult. Okay. Like, Older um, than me or younger than me? I don't That's know. That's how I define old. <laughs> I would say he's not he's not 18. Okay. He's 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 probably past 25. Okay. At least, okay. you know, old enough to make his own decisions. Right. Which is and probably so, the important part with it. And so it what sounded like he was kidnapped or abducted. In some, it, they didn't go into detail of that because they just had where um, Troy Dunn was talking to the father okay. in the video. But um, he mentions a few principles of our church and one of... One of them, some of them come from Doctrine and Covenants. The first one he mentions is agency. He's Mm -hmm. like, your son has agency to choose his own path. And then he's like, we also believe that you teach him righteous principles and let them govern themselves. Yeah. And then the last thing he says was, um, we don't exercise unrighteous dominion. Right. The father wasn't really listening. Yeah. The father's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get that. But he has to go to church with me. My salvation and his depend on it. So. Well, he, he, he made it sound like they were depicting the situation not in the the right light but hopefully he got a little more help at the end of and but it was interesting because it felt like the son as watching it it felt like the son was feeling validated by this expert where he's like yes yeah (laughs) like like, like, these are the things that are happening because he obviously was seeing some of the same things that the son was seeing in the behavior of the father yeah but it's so hard so uh you know my kid he he uh we went to church when i was around and uh i know he doesn't go anymore and that's hard right yeah. it weighs on me i think sometimes um but when we get the opportunity to talk and hang out like i'll ask him you know if you ever have any sort of thought about that or if you ever wanted to come to church you're more than welcome to come i'm not going to be pushy about it but i want you to know yeah. if you ever wanted to and you wanted someone to come back with you if you ever wanted to come with me if you Thanks. any good. of that kind of stuff and i just sort of leave it at that but it, i mean there is I understand the weight of it, but I would never be like, you must come, adult. Yeah. Let me force my decision on you. Well, I have some family who've decided to no longer practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have kids and some some still take their kids and mm-hmm. some don't. So And so it's, it's tough watching your nieces and nephews who you love and know that these things would bless their lives, mm-hmm. not having that in their lives anymore. Well full time. Right. But I also realize their story's not over. Right. And I don't know the Lord loves them and knows them and and who knows what could happen like right. to bring them back. I've ha- had so many stories of people who've just come back because of this, that, or the other. Yeah. It's interesting, too, like when people are led back or that they know that that's the foundation or the perspective that can be given to a person who it wasn't necessarily raised in the church, but then starts attending as a a teenager or as a young adult, right? I mean, President Nelson. Yeah? He really? was, his parents weren't members. Do tell. I mean, they I were members. Sorry, they were inactive members. And he, he, he shared about smashing his dad's alcohol. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he basically was the one who brought his family into the church. Hmm. So there, there. If it's good enough for the prophet, so there. Exactly. Uh, this I thought was interesting. This um, was in Bloomberg uh, talking about the renovations. Um, 
at the Salt Lake City International Airport. So that's obviously the airport that um, missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, go away from. And if you've ever been there, uh, those who who live here in the state of Utah know that like you have a farewell or you have a homecoming and it's a train wreck because there are so many people uh, if it's a given day when there's lots of homecomings or lots of farewells it can be um it can be burdensome for travelers. Jam. Yep. It's a huge traffic jam. Uh, so when the airport officials began to design a $3.6 billion renovation, they included a new meet and greet reception area where missionaries and their families can gather away from the rest of the traveling public. The space can also be used for military homecomings and other types of families who want to welcome back loved ones. Um, and... Uh, says, quote, obviously the church probably represents the largest single institutional travel base. They have their own travel office who we talk with on a regular basis. In that sense, for the airport, they're really like any other really large institutional travel entity. You're always going to be interested in what they're doing, what they're thinking, and how we can best serve them. So it's a, it's starting to finish with phase one, and people can start to see some of the things out there. It's really great. Remember that if you travel here to the state of Utah from somewhere else and you'd like to be a part of a recording of the Cultural Hall, we would love to have you. You can always email us, contact at theculturalhall.com, or just get in touch with me, Richie T., in whatever social media uh, you find appropriate. I'm going to share these two quick stories, and then you're on deck on the for okay. the third story here. Uh, this uh, mildly interesting, I suppose. Um, President Nelson, President Oaks, and President Eyring make up the oldest first presidency in LDS history. That stands to reason. Uh, their average age between the three of them is 88 and a half years old. Uh, Interesting, though, uh, the Prophet Joseph Smith in 1832, when he organized the first presidency, uh, he was 26 years old. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jesse Gauss, which is a name I've never heard part of the first presidency. Yeah. Uh, and then Sidney Rigdon. Uh, Jesse was Brother Gauss, I guess I should say. President Gauss was 46 and Sidney Rigdon was 39. So imagine if they all lived to the same age. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would have been in forever, like President Monson type stuff. Um, uh, President Gauss was excommunicated. That's probably why I've not heard of him. Yes. Um, Very common back then. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And interesting. I think maybe we should do a whole separate episode on that, excommunication in the early days. Because they used to do it a lot different than how they do it nowadays. But 88 and a half years Uh, average age. This, uh, the Hollywood Film Awards, are going to be giving the Hollywood Documentary Award uh, to Live Nation. That is the folks who made the movie Believer. Uh, Believer, as we've mentioned before, uh, stars Dan Reynolds um, as they they track uh, his... his, uh, urging to promote change, love, and acceptance of the LGBTQ community within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, So that is coming up on the 4th of November at the Beverly Hilton. 
Um, as part of the ceremony, uh, Reynolds, the producer Tim Edgar, and award-winning composer Hans Zimmer will also take the stage to deliver a performance of Believer's empowering track, Skipping Stones. The song is one of two original tracks that are featured in the documentary. So congratulations to the folks of Believer. You had a story? Um, I found one that talked about how the church, what's the church's position on cremation? And um, I interesting. Found it, Did it you? Is. I, there was a part of this that was surprising to me. I wonder yes. if it was the same to you. Probably, because this is why I've sh- I sh- I'm sharing it. But it says the church does not normally encourage cremation. The family of, de- of deceased must decide whether the body should be cremated, taking into account any laws governing burial or cremation. In some countries, the law requires cremation. Right. Which that I knew. Yes. Right. There are some places now that will not allow you to bury the dead. Space. Yes. Uh, other I know illness Japan and stuff like that. One, um, when possible, the body of the deceased member who has been endowed should be dressed in temple clothing when it is cre- when it is cremated. A funeral service may be held. And that's what I didn't yes, know. Yes, exactly. Isn't that? I was like, whoa. Yeah, you dress them in their temple clothes. And this is and, why I brought it up. And then they're cremated. Yeah. I did not know that. And they just. Um, they haven't really talked much about it in the church, um, but then there was somebody who wrote an article, um, Roger R. Keller. He worked for BYU, and um, so it kind of became something. Basically, they're talking about, you know, the Lord can do anything. So Right. Because, well, because it sort of combats but, the urban legend of, like, we don't get cremated because God's, you know, creations are perfect and it makes it harder in the resurrection. And, it's and like, he's probably like, <laughs> it doesn't make it any yeah. harder. God's like, I got this. I mean, if you want to think it's it like, makes I it harder. like, I created everything else. Yeah. This but is it, nothing. But it's funny, though, right? Like, we yeah. sort of subscribe to that that urban legend of, well, it's harder, and then it's like, wait. It's more of a, they, they go into the article, it's more of a respect thing, respect yeah. for the body. They also talk about it being symbolic of the burial re- and resurrection. Um, so those are some things that they talk about. Have you ever thought about the way you're going to die, Richie? Yeah. When I'm dead, <laughs> let people take care of it. Uh, they actually have a tree now. A tree? Like you can be put in like a pod okay. with a tree above it. Yes. I thought about that. You want to be in a tree? Not in the tree, but like the tree is above okay. me. Uh-huh. The, so it cover, the tree would cover me. Okay. So I'd be in the pod underneath kind of I, being nourished. You know, I honestly like... Because uh, I'm like, it's my body. Like, uh, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm dead. Yes, exactly. I'm dead and, the, and my spirit's hanging out, having but a I'd good time. But I'd love to, you know, bring beauty or something sure. like something living so from, from from my from passing death. sure yeah. uh so my dad um my therapist will tell you i have issues with my dad dying uh, we'll talk about that some other time Ooh, but he has his grave plot it was yeah. something that was given to him from his parents so yes. they'll all essentially be buried by each other yeah that to me uh not for him but as i try and think my place uh, you know, having to to go and buy a grave plot. Yes. I, I mean, that just seems so surreal and bizarre. You know, like I own that piece of ground where one day my carcass will lay there. Well, if you think that's bad, I have my grandmother and her twin sister. Uh-huh. 
they both have their headstones already because their husbands have both passed. Oh, so it and it has name. their name <laughs> on it. So imagine, you know, if you think yeah. it's bad just having a piece of land, going there and be like, "Hi." That reminds me my of name. that reminds me of uh, Jeffrey Back to the Future Three. Yes, where I Doc he sees his own gravestone. It's like shot in the back on the matter of seventy dollars or eighty dollars oh, yeah, yeah. from Buford Tannen. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I love Back to the Future. Yeah, it's a sort of a fascinating thing. Did not know cremated in temple clothes. Yes, and that's why I brought it up, too. <laughs> uh, I've Man, so we're going to talk about bullying here in a minute. i got a couple more stories that I want to hit. But the last story we're going to share today about the miracle birth up in Idaho Falls will blow your mind. So keep listening for that. Uh, let me hit these couple things. We'll do this one, another list. Because uh, you ladies just got off of the social media. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She said, <laughs> having not taken. You didn't fast, did you? I well, okay. I I did mention. I loved your your comments uh-huh. about the, the fast. Right. Where you're like, it's a personal thing. Do it, should, it, it, and everyone should do it. Right. And so I love that. Um, but I also believe, you know, because like. Like in real life, there's people who have health concerns or things like that who can't do a full 24-hour fast. Right. So because I am helping out with the culture hall, right. I would only post things for the call. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go on there just to scroll or do things like that. So if I was doing something, it was specifically to post for the culture hall. Yeah. It's interesting to me because like I've heard in various Latter-day Saint podcasts about people who... Uh, run online businesses yes I, and um, and did the fast and lost money and I, I I I make no sort of judgment about that but I don't think that's what it was to me that's not how I interpret it well yeah like I said it's like with certain health concerns yeah exactly we, right so like if you, make a, if you make a living off of it I think what it, being what it a really living, is but it's the personal it's yeah, the personal it, and it's and it's about the like the being present in social settings not being on your your phone not the like you said yes. the hourless scrolling of just scrolling yeah. and scrolling and and all those things that i think is the point though i will say this on the other side of that like when i went on a cruise and had no cell service at all it was the greatest because yes. it was like i wonder what no i don't i can't i can't see i'm not going to be able to get any and i just was able to not worry about anything email social media yeah. In contact with anyone and it was great yeah well I'd also suggest like bec- the one thing that I did learn is like you know we fast from for, for food to strengthen our bodies mm-hmm. and to do those things I think it's a good practice to every so often do a little fast from media yep all media like it, it yeah the news as well spe- right like all of it yep. like everything affects us in so many ways that we have no idea from that it's it's good to just kind of cleanse and detox and allow the lord to touch your life a little bit more yeah i like that yeah thank you so here's seven things the the headline is seven ways to make social media a positive influence in your life instead of a time suck yes it's an awfully long headline. i try to do that for the culture hall thank you <laughs> and i appreciate it 
Uh, number one, unfollow accounts that don't make you happy. I've yes. started to do this in the last uh, six months to a year. I have blocked people. Yeah. Um, and uh, before I was like, oh, no, I may need them to be a contact in case something, right? Like I made up yeah. this reason that I couldn't unfollow yeah. them or block them. And I've blocked them. And I'm like, no, I am happier. Yes. I'm so much happier. Uh, number two, follow uplifting accounts. I don't yes. do so much of that yet. I really should. Something that connects with me and that could be inspirational with me. I'm kind of a tough cookie. I've got a few suggestions. Do you? you? Yeah. Tell me one. Um, uh, there's a, there's one. a lot of them I feel that are hokey. I can't connect to the ones that are like, look in the mirror today. Tell there's yourself you're a good person, and then go out and be that good person you well, just told yourself. Like, I'm like... There's murr, more murr. to that, but... Um, there's one I do. It's called Quick Learning. Okay. But it's K W I K because that's oh, his clever. last name. Okay. That's his last okay. name is Quick, and he'll post like little things on Instagram. It's Instagram, sorry. Okay. But because um, I'm a meme person, uh-huh. if you haven't noticed. <laughs> and there was another one. I can't remember the name, but it, I think it's Think Pros Think Grow Prosper. Okay. And they'll have good good stuff or uh-huh. Lewis Howes. I mean, there's a lot of good people and. I have a lot of good people you yeah. can follow that that just help give you you know make you feel better about yourself or see things in a different way, like because I'll post a meme and you're like oh yeah like you know what would be works. another great question of the day who do you follow online tag them here yeah and even people who are not LDS yeah, yeah, yeah. too that are just who have that LDS spirit I would say yeah yeah. There you go. I just gave you a second one. I'm basically doing this for you. Hey, <laughs> just now I it. have way more. <laughs> oh, I have too many. Uh, number three, share inspiring content. Number four, be true to yourself. Kind of going back yes. to what I was talking about, the, the mission thing. I always have that tendency to be like, everything's fine over here. And people are like, everything always seems fine to you. And I'm like, you have no idea how I'm dying inside. Well, you're like, um, do you look fine, Richie? Yeah. I think there's a problem there. <laughs> Uh, number five, leave kind comments. Number six, yes. limit your time online. That's a huge one. I've started to, at nighttime. I'm just not on my phone anymore. I used to be on it quite a bit. Yeah. I decided not to. And number seven, and it's a delicate one on this one, sharing the gospel. There are a few people that I've seen who, like, I recognize that it's a part of their life, and they do it in a way that I'm like, yeah. Good connection. There are also people that I'm like, heavy-handed. This is not helpful. But there are those who, being true to themselves, that are able to share the gospel online. I'm like, good good on you. Well, like Jenny and her husband try and do, like, talk about sharing moments. Yeah. Like, if you're just basically... Jenny and the Reverend John Dye. That's right. Yes. Or Jenny Molly, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) Please, thank you. Um, Who, they talk about you know just basically live your life and it's okay to share those things with people and i think that's more an organic and better way to share the gospel because you're just sharing who you are mm-hmm. and that's part of who you are yeah I, I i like the ones that i think are especially good is when you know people have their kid getting baptized or they're yeah. advancing in the priesthood or they're at girls camp like there are some some really sweet and uh and good uh, posts that I've seen for some of that stuff. Oh, you can also follow Al Fox, too. Oh, Al yeah. Fox well, Fairway. sure. <laughs> the tattooed Mormon. <laughs> I, I was going to let you say it. Thank you, because she hates it. Uh, 
I want to get to bullying and spend a few minutes there. So I'll tease in our next articles of news that'll post uh, this next week. Um, we're going to talk about. Uh, do you know the woman who uh, vandalized the churches in Alaska? I saw the thing. I didn't read it. Yeah, do you know? Do you know the woman? Oh yeah. Uh, I'll I make that it. joke. Sorry. You're fine. Uh, we'll talk about the tent city down in Panama. We'll talk about traveling to lesser known historical Mormon sites. And also, and this will be in the next edition of Articles of News coming out Monday, we'll talk about what witches, ISIS, and LDS uh, members have in common. All right, so before we wrap this thing out, you had a few stories we should get to before bullying. And don't forget, hang out, because I'm going to tell you about an Idaho Falls couple and the delivery of their child that will blow your mind. So what were your stories? Okay, so I found on Twitter um, that they're doing disability specialists, this for wards and stakes. Which is a great idea. It is. And now we have a new calling that can be your calling, your dream calling. I don't know <laughs> that that would be my calling. I I, I mean, for, for those those of you who come into the culture hall ah, to visit ah. and you can say, what calling would you aspire to? If that this is your it. calling. Yeah, because yeah, you I don't know that yours. I don't know that that would be it for me. Not that yes. I don't think that it's a, a huge need. And thank oh, goodness yes. that they've opened it up and are being aware and... Um, and being able to help those folks. And actually, Jenny, when I posted it, Jenny Molly, her daughter is one of these. Oh, really? Yeah. She, she said that her daughter, this is one of her callings. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. So, so, what, do, uh, so what do these folks do? Um, they're there to help in, like include those with disabilities uh -huh. and to um, provide also like help for the parents uh -huh. or, you know, those kind of things to help their child feel included, but also to be a resource whenever possible, it seems, and to kind of just be a second helper. Because a lot of times with people with disabilities, it is it can be very... Um, a lot of work for parents sure. and can be very overwhelming. And so to have someone else who can kind of, even at church, to like invite my child and, or whatever can be very helpful. It's interesting. I hadn't, th I hadn't thought of it in that respect. Like um, in my ward, it's a lot of old people. Yes. And so my mind went to, you know, that person who's in charge of making sure that there's a microphone for each teacher and, and maybe, you know, maybe so that people can be too. able to hear so that there is room for the wheelchairs to come in and that they can have a good seat so they're not clear in the back, that kind of stuff. Well, and it might be some of that depending on what, sure, the, yeah. what depending the, need on the need is in the, the ward. ward. Yeah. But I mean, growing up we had a child who was autistic okay so every once in a while like most of the time he was pretty fine but every once in a while there'd be outbursts which is no i'm not not throwing shade at all yeah. it was kind of it's kind of fun yeah like, it keeps it interesting wait what exactly. just happened like hey mikey yeah. you know and every once in a while it was and but you know, there are times when I know his parents, they love him, but it, it you could see it was hard for them. So to have somebody who could maybe step in and help him 
whenever possible. Well, and could be trained and aware, and then also yes. sensitivity from other you know ward members. Yes, because something like that, if you're not used to it, if you yes. you haven't been exposed to it, and most of us like knew it was Mikey and it's okay. But I mean, even people visiting, right? Um, we actually have a girl in the ward I'm attending now who I'm not sure what her condition is, but uh-huh. when she gets overexcited or something, she'll faint. Oh, really? Which she did after sharing the testimonies. Oh my gosh! And and in relief society and it's scary yeah it's scary i'm like share but please sit down but please be safe well like we'll bring a microphone to you because it is like it's happened twice and just the look on people's face and everything and it's my thing is not that she's fainted it's that she could hurt herself yeah. going down. But I think that's the very thing, right? Being aware of these yes. things and then providing means for these people to feel that much more comfortable worshiping. Exactly. And then you had one other one, right? I had one where the church actually sent out an email to people. Um, I don't know if everyone got one. I ended up getting one this week, and um, Richie didn't, so yeah. I sent it to him. Okay, rub that in. I love that you said that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying not everyone yeah, got boo, one. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> not everyone got one, so I just figured those who might not have gotten this email, um, that they're trying to bring awareness to abuse or victims of abuse uh-huh. so that they can get help and healing for those things because there are a lot of people who've gone through a lot of horrendous things yeah um depending on i mean some can be as simple as saying mean things to someone else and that could you never know how that could affect somebody or you know it could seem very small but it could have dramatic effects on a person so um helping those people because i guess october is national domestic violence awareness month yeah and so they're trying to um, remind people that there's a lot of kids, like it says, um, 12% of children were sexually abused this past Ugh. year. An estimated one, one in three women experience physical and or sexual abuse at some point in their life. Youth violence is the fourth leading cause of death in youth, young people worldwide, and one in four adults are physically abused as children. 16% of people aged 60 years and older are abused in 2017. Gross. Yeah, so there's a lot of it going on. I mean, most of us, if, if it's not us, someone we know yeah. has had it happen. And so I, I, I'm grateful that the church, you know, because I've had my, my own stuff, um, and I'm grateful that the church is bringing this out and bringing awareness to it and helping members, because I think we need to do more of that. Well, and even if it's just the discussion about these things, right? That's the thing that I think is so hard is that in so many cases, we don't even have the discussion. And so it's like, oh my gosh. Well, like having, you know, this would be a great fifth Sunday for any bishops out there. Yeah. Fifth Sunday lesson. Not that you're bossing. Well, I do know that at least one bishop listens to our podcast. You mean show available in podcast yes, form? Yes, that's you. what I meant to say. Um, yeah, so you can, if you didn't get that letter, uh, you you probably could have. If you don't have an LDS.org uh, account, I, I would, think that's where it comes through. I would think you could probably find it on LDS.org too. Or um, it looks like um, LD, I got it from LDS Living. Sorry, Brant. But um, <laughs> he doesn't like the LDS living. Yes, um, but it, it did have more detail, so I would suggest you know maybe they they beefed it up a little bit more for 
This is interesting too. So this is a complete aside, and then I'll get <laughs> let you get to the bullying, which I think we're not going to have a tremendous amount of time for because I really am strict about keeping it around the no hour. Worries. I think we'll do a future episode all about bullying, bullying on missions, and all that stuff. But I do, I still do want you to hit it. But there is a bunch of letters, first presidency letters here that. Uh, probably for different areas mm-hmm. of the church, but they're posted here in like this. These are first presidency letters. Like, for example, mm-hmm. the triple combination is now uh, going to be available in Amharic, which is some sort of language. Oh, wow. Uh, the triple combination on the same day, another letter from the first presidency that the triple combination uh, will be available in Afrikaans. Okay. Uh, I know that one. <laughs> the uh, triple combination to be available in Finnish. Oh, that's good. Uh, and uh, on Sunday, December 23rd, spoiler alert, everyone, that's the Sunday before Christmas, ah. church services should be limited to a sacrament meeting in each ward and branch, so no full church on the 23rd. Sweet. They haven't made that announcement from my ward yet. Well, they probably maybe they didn't read it yet. Yeah, well, right, but that's congratulations. I just saved you all two hours on the Sunday before Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go into go into that, and then still to come, everyone, the craziest miracle birth from Idaho Falls, Idaho. Okay, so um, we're gonna post this on the Culture Hall so that you can read through. I'm just gonna kind of hit the bullet points, um, but there is a. Elder Davis, I think his name has been changed because I have the asterisk next to his name. Um, Better he took steroids. And that's a joke (laughs) for two people. Thank you. Um, He said that he had a really tough transfer because he had a companion who was just, he called it transfer of darkness Mm. because he had a companion that just would, you know, everything he did would beat him down and Mm. make him feel to a point where he he's like I couldn't go anywhere without him because I have to be with this guy 24/7. Right. And he would just lay on the floor and look, stare at the ceiling. Yeah. Like he, he would not compa- participate. There is nothing worse in the world than a bad companion. Oh yeah. Um like he would not participate, he would not like anything. And so um, finally, he went on a transfer with another elder, and this elder was perceptive enough to know that there was, and with a spirit, asked him questions, and it brought the whole thing to light, and he was able to talk to his mission president and get the situation resolved. Great. But, so I don't want you to think that everything was horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Those well, companions of darkness where it's just like, oh my gosh. I didn't have too many, but there were a couple of times where um, I just was like, I never had a companion start the of, ticker. <laughs> I didn't have a companion of darkness, but I did have some that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. I had one where I had a this elder who was very perceptive who called and was like, um, I feel like there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... No, no, nothing's no, wrong. No, I'm fine. All is well. Because I've heard everyone say, you know, sister missionaries didn't play all the time and they need all this t- attention and extra, everything. Extra love for the sisters. And I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those sister missionaries. Right. So I'm like, no, I'm good. And then finally, he's like, I really feel like yeah. there's something. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like it came out. But anyway, 
And she's a great person, I want you to know. It's just our personalities are a little... Yeah, cause, cause that's not what I'm talking about. Yes. And that's not what this is about either, right? There yes. are personality clashes. That's yes. not it. and that's what there we had. There is bullying but... and hazing and being a jerk, and that's a different yes. sort of and thing. Yes, and when they talked about some of the hazing, I mean, all of us go through some of it, like, oh, you're a greenie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that kind of stuff, too. Things that can start progressing to problem areas right. and problem things. So anything past, like, fun, like... Um, my dentist, actually, his son went to Ch- Japan, and they have a video of him eating a octopus mm-hmm. because that's one of their hazing rituals to okay. take him and eat some octopus. So you can find that on YouTube. Look up missionary eating octopus yeah. or something. We, um, ours, our big thing was... Uh, Whenever we had the greeny missionary in, we would do. This is probably actually, <clears throat> actually the exact thing that this is talking about. But I remember with one of the, I think I've told this story here in the cultural hall. Uh, but one of our, the guys in one of our wards was a bounty hunter, <laughs> and so um, we were going out to dinner with him, and we had plotted this whole thing out. <laughs> um, so he has the police lights on his car, but it's an undercover car. Have I told you? Does this no, sound familiar? This no, does this not is sound great. <laughs> so I'm in Cleveland, and uh, the bounty hunter, you know, th- this new missionary is 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 with me, and and um, <laughs> this is so terrible. <laughs> but we had plotted this out. He's like, "Hey, I think this guy in the car in front of us is a guy I've been looking for. I got. I'm going to stop and pull him over real quick." And uh, and and so my companion's like, what the? And I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> so he he flips on his lights, and the guy pulls the car over, and um, the bounty hunter who always was armed. <laughs> gets out of his truck and walks up to the car and had blanks in his car and shoots the blanks like three or four rounds into the car in front of us um, and then comes running back to the car and tosses the the handgun into the lap of my companion yes and it's like hold on to that we gotta go and like speeds away from this and we had arranged uh, for us to be pulled over by one of the Cleveland City cops like down the road or whatever well, you're was a buddy committed. Of his, right? You're committed. Yeah. Well, listen. And so uh, so we get down the road a little bit and we get pulled over and the the cop comes to the window and is like, uh, hey, is uh, this car, it matches the description of someone that might have just been involved in a shooting. Um, is there is is there a weapon in here that, that, you know, that we should be aware of? And the bounty hunter's like, no, 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 no handguns. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't. And we look over at the computer who's like, uh, and he's he's now hidden the gun in his pocket, you know, so it can't be seen. He's like, I'm going to have to search you guys. And he just throws us this look like, and we're just like, no, man, just keep it secret, man, whatever it takes. I so he gets out thing. and he frisks the bounty hunter and he frisks me. And then he goes to my companion and he frisks him. And he's like, hey, what's this? And he slaps handcuffs on him and he sticks him in the back of the patrol car. And he's like, we're going to have to take you in. And so you see this Elder, this is terrible. You see this elder crying in the back of a police car. I'm crying, but for a different reason. Yeah, crying because he's sad, right? Because he's going to jail and it wasn't him. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. It was him. It was him. Like you started outing him or whatever. It's in the back of the car. And then the the cop turns and we all just start pointing and laughing at the elder in the back of the car. 
Needless to say, he was mad for a couple days. Yeah, I think that pass was harmless hazing. <laughs> uh, well then, it was hilarious. Oh, is, is there a hilarious sure. hazing part of that? Um, they don't talk about hilarious yeah. hazing. D- to but. be fair, this was before we raised the bar, so this is a different time. That is true. This is a different time in the this church. This is true. Uh, anecdote over. Tell me more yes. about this. So they, yeah, they talk about bullying versus hazing is one of them. <laughs> and they talk about why bullying occurs on missions, and one of the reasons is because people are, you know, it's kind of a pack mentality that we have of, you know, you got to rise to the top and a high hierarchy and mm-hmm. and so some people really want to prove themselves and sometimes they do that by putting everyone else down yeah um it was one thing and it says know before you go be prepared to communicate so learn communication especially nowadays like with all the social media and everything teach if you have children please teach them to communicate well, and it's communication in a few ways, right? Yes. Like some people may be bullying or being harmful to you and have no idea. You wouldn't yes. think that it could be that and extreme that's what and they, they talk don't about. know. But like being able to stand up and say, you are exhibiting this behavior, which is difficult for yes. me. Is there a way that we can exactly. have this not occur, talk about it and find out why it's occurring, all those and things? I'm- it wouldn't be a bad idea to even, you know, take your kid to counseling before they go on a mission to help them teach them how to to communicate like this. Yeah. Like how to, you know, anything that could help your child learn to communicate would be, or us, or your you as a parent or yeah. well and as partners in a in a relationship it's any relationship um and it says recognize bullying and commit to reporting it so if you're if it's happening to you you got to stand up and say something's going wrong or if you see it like because a lot of times missionaries have dual companionships mm-hmm. in a home if you're seeing another companion bully another companion you got to tell somebody yeah stand up for it um it says don't be afraid um, if if your missionary is being bullied, stay calm. Tell them to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, consider other options, um, like you know if you need to change mission or or things like yeah, that. At the very least, report it to someone who can say, "All right, let's get you out of that companionship," and maybe that person needs some help. Yes. Because again, yes, maybe that person I mean, doesn't realize it, doesn't consider the impact of what's going on, all of those yes. things, or maybe you could really be helping that person. Exactly. And sometimes they might even know that they're doing it and they Jerks. might be okay with it, but they might, you know, everyone has other things going on and why they do what they do. And even getting them help to maybe deal with the things that are causing them to be bully would be great too. Yeah. Um, if you were bullied on a mission, seek, search for healing um, and get help Beca- and then becoming aware that this is happening and and you know helping those or even if you are a member in a ward and you see missionary you see a problem with companionships help help them out yeah I love it. So, Are you ready for this story now? I'm ready for the miracle birth <laughs> from Idaho Falls here we go Angela and Lane Stevenson never planned to have a baby at home Their two other boys, now five and two, were born at hospitals, and the plan was to have their first daughter delivered the same way. But early this last Thursday morning, little Evelyn had her own idea. Yes. Did you read this story when I posted? This is Angela. She says, I was in our master bathroom, and I felt her coming out. 
Oh, wow. I yelled, this is serious. This is the real deal. She began having contractions Tuesday morning around midnight. They continued all day and into Wednesday when she called her doctor. She was told to monitor the contractions and that she didn't need to go to the hospital until they became more regular. That's yeah. typical, right? Yeah. You don't want to go and hang out in the hospital for four days. It's well, expensive. Well, sometimes it's false pregnancy. False. Right. Uh, false contractions. Yes. Yeah. Braxton Hicks. Uh, the baby's due date uh, was the day that this article was and 30 minutes into the day the contractions started coming a lot closer together it was around 1 a.m when she woke up and told me that we needed to get to the hospital said lane yeah. as lane got out of bed angela went into the bathroom and said that she felt evelyn coming out quote i reached down and felt her head oh my i God. yelled at lane and wondered if we should call 911 Lane says, Angela, quote, literally stood up, caught the baby, and then I hurried to get under her for support. Evelyn had uh, mucus in her mouth and nose and was not breathing. And fortunately, just a few days before, they had bought one of those bulb syringes, yeah. you know, those things you yeah, do yeah. for kids, and had it there in the master bathroom. Yeah, that's a blessing. Quote, that was such a tender mercy. We usually take care of kids in another bathroom, but in my nesting, I felt that I should put a bulb syringe in our bathroom. Thank goodness that that was there, so I was able to clear her, no her nasal and throat airways. The, babies burst the baby burst into a loud, healthy cry as Angela's father arrived to watch the older boys. Aww. And now here's where it gets... This is the kind of stuff for me where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> The Stevensons then, uh, at that point, live five minutes from the hospital. They figured they could get there driving faster than waiting for an ambulance to take her, so they yeah. hopped in the car. But, quote from Lane, <clears throat> I did not cut the cord because did we didn't really know what to do. We wrapped her up in towels, the placenta slid out, and we tried to get to the hospital as quickly as we possibly could. I was helping her... Umbilical cord still attached, and we booked it to the hospital. Well, from my um, TV knowledge yeah. of uh, my doctorate of you know medicine from TV, you have to clamp it and then yep. cut it. <laughs> Lane goes on. A team of three or four nurses came outside. This is when they arrive at the hospital with clamps and scissors. <laughs> they let me on cut the umb umbilical cord. So I share all the details because, whoop, well, here's the placenta. Wrap it in a towel. Perfect. Get in the car. All right. They're getting out of the car before they go into the hospital. And it's like the baby's in arms of one of them. The, with the, the placenta cord and, and then the, the cord. <laughs> they come out into the parking what lot. What a lovely picture. Yeah. They cut the umbilical cord before they all went inside. Evelyn, of course, is healthy, 7 pounds, 13 ounces, and 20 inches long. Angela says, quote, It was surreal. It felt more like a doctor's checkup than a baby delivery. This is something that you hear about in the movies, and you're definitely not prepared for this. We were really blessed to have everything go so smoothly. And Lane says, quote, So many things could have gone wrong, and everything went right. We're so grateful she arrived safe and sound. It's still hard to believe that she's here, but everything went the best way it possibly could have for, and Brother Kyle will love this. The miracle. Our miracle baby. That's for you, Brother Kyle. 
Uh, I appreciate you being able to be here so we could do this Articles of News. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. Again, if you're not following us on Facebook and interacting with the post of the day, do it. It's Robin Please the Red. Do. She does it. And even our p- panelists, I know some of you listen. Yeah. We'd love to hear some, some more of you. <laughs> I know some of the panelists here listen. Uh, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope that we can stack all the hymn books and the chairs properly. Uh, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.